0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are finally reviewing the entire first season of Moon Knight. Would have been last week, but uh, we had some multiversal madness last week. Um, And also, I guess, warning, we might accidentally spoil Doctor Strange 2 if you haven't seen it yet and you care about that type of thing. Um, There is a very good chance that we accidentally spoil Doctor Strange 2. So. Fair warning. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. No uh, no multiversal shenanigans this week. Uh, back, to, back to the huge. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, um, before we get to any of the uh, the reviewing, uh, we're going to gonna get to the news. Dylan, what would you find this week?
1: All right. So I got a lot of news. We're playing catch up. Um, so yes. I'll do a few rapid fire ones. Uh, number one, no one uh, surprised to know when MODOK was canceled. The, oh, what? The Hulu the- stop animation. <sighs>
0: But Dylan, yeah, you mean the show, that we, the show that we reviewed the first episode of and then bailed on?
1: Because it sucked. The, the first one that we've reviewed that I've ever not finished. Yeah. Um, wow. It was wow. That. Um, I heard decent things, but you know, oh well. Uh, there's also a bloodbath over at, at uh, CW. A red wedding, if you will. If um, you will. For those who listen every week, they know that uh, Discovery um, took over Warner Media, which includes the CW. Um, the reason this is happening is because the CW has had a deal for years where they their shows will go right to Netflix after it ends, like the next week, you know? Uh-huh. So they have a really lucrative um, deal where they sell their things to Netflix, and so the viewership doesn't need to be very good on the actual airing of, on CW because they're going to make a ton of money when it goes to Netflix. Basically, they'd option it. Um, but they're not doing that anymore because they have their own platform to push, HBO Max, Right. Discovery is like, no, 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 we're not gonna have these shows that no one watches airing anymore because we're not selling it to Netflix, you know? Right. So, um, and on, on average, CW is actually really good about not canceling things. They they cancel every year they cancel 3.3 shows on average, and they renew 10.3 shows. So they have a good um wow, you know, like cancellation, retention? like yeah. yeah, retention. There you go. Um, but not this year. So this right. year they canceled Batwoman which I think we talked about. Uh, maybe not, though. They canceled Batwoman. They also canceled, canceled Legends of Tomorrow, two of their DC shows. I saw that they canceled Legends of Tomorrow, and I was surprised that it was so long. After seven seasons, yeah. Um, they canceled Legacies, Dynasty, Charmed, The 4400, Naomi, Roswell. Wait, Charmed? Yeah, there's a new Charmed on, a Charmed oh. reboot. The 4400 that? is a reboot also, so is Roswell. They do a lot of uh, young adult reboots. Um, and In the Dark, uh, but they, so that's a lot of shows that they canceled. The only DC shows they have are flash and Superman, Superman. Okay. And, always. and then the only two other shows that they have left are all American and Riverdale. So they got four, four renewals, you know, which is very, very little those shows are wow. I guess, popular enough to, to warrant it. Um, but they picked up a supernatural prequel and Gotham Knights, the Batman adjacent, uh, spinoff show about young, uh, offspring of Batman villains basically and okay. Batman sidekicks what's it called Gotham Knights, Gotham just like Knights. The game okay. coming out. I feel like there's some like promotion uh, like whatever the opposite of synergy is here because Gotham Knights is that show that everyone's anticipating or not you know right. but, but that's what happened so all your DC I'm sad about Naomi and I, I still never watched it so I can't be that sad but I, I wanted to <laughs>
0: <The> <laughs> you, you like the idea that DC it was out show. there
1: yeah yeah I like that it existed um, but oh well Mm.
0: um i mean i I wasn't watching any of it so i really can't
1: bemoan you know anything yeah (laughs) but you're excited about the supernatural spinoff obviously
0: i was about to ask so like is there i mean i know there's the mega supernatural stands that were with it to the end but like to me that's like lower tier than a walking dead
1: spinoff yeah but i think on cw it doesn't need as many i don't know okay supernatural fans are pretty rabid i gotta say um I'm not sure how big they are, though. Oh, I mean, I guess we'll see. We got some more Dune 2 news. Christopher Walken joined.
0: I, I saw that. Carino.
1: Okay. You have the the pronunciation. Oh, do okay. I? I mean, you're better at it than oh, me, I think, right? Shaddam?
0: Oh, Shaddam. Oh, oh, yeah. Shaddam Carino, what, the fourth, the third? Something? Okay.
1: The fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. So Shadam. he's joining.
1: Is he, I mean, is he good casting, Michael?
0: I'm I'm not a I'm definitely not an expert on Shaddam Karino the fourth, me neither. Em, em, excuse me, Emperor Shaddam Karino the fourth. Um, but you know, because I th- really think he's not a big part of that first book. I don't I don't remember when he shows up. Um, but I think it's more like later in the in the the franchise. But I do like Christopher Walken a lot. I think he same. I think he's like. what do you say like he's like not not matured but like i used to have the opinion that he's was like the silly guy and like exclusively the silly guy you know um and i think he's definitely not doing that anymore um or or, i mean to an extent but i i think this is good casting um i'm happy to see christopher walking in it and it adds a different energy to the to the film than than it had before, so I'm I'm into it. Oh, and Shadam Karino was in the first movie. Um I don't even remember him. Yeah, yeah, it's the old man who's the father of Princess Irulan of the Padishah Empire.
1: Okay, so there well, you go. I think he's gonna. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend anticipating a big role from him in this one.
0: No, I think he's gonna be uh, just among, like Florence
1: Pugh. Yeah.
0: I mean, we'll see, right?
1: It's nice that they're getting huge actors for the extra roles, though. You know.
0: <laughs> well, that's sort of like not to derail at all, but did did you ever see the documentary called Jodorowski's Dune about Alejandro nah. Jodorowsky? Do you know the premise? Uh, you've told me about it. Okay, uh, quickly, it's Alejandro Jodorowsky, the artist, um, getting contracted to make uh, the first Dune movie pre David Lynch, and he'd never read the book, um, and it was just wild, and he. He had like Salvador Dali in this movie, Orson Welles, all this crazy, huge names in the art world. Obviously, it all fell apart and that movie never came out. But there's a great documentary about it. And that's, you know, it seems like that's what we're getting here, except it's actually happening. So that's cool.
1: Exciting. Yes. Um, Next, I know you're not, uh, I was going to say not caught up on the boys, but you've never watched it, right? I've never Um, watched the boys.
0: I am also not caught up on the boys
1: yeah it's it's a true statement you're not michael's <laughs> not caught up on the boys um but the season three a new season three trailer came out um the show the actual season comes out soon but it had a lot of soldier boy it had a lot of uh um the 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 i want to say the boys the regular dudes with powers i guess they, they they can uh have an, an an injection of compound v and they like soup up okay so it seems like there's gonna be some cooler action in this but um I don't know. It looks really good to me. Um, it looks just as fun as before. The, the there's gonna be a lot of political stuff. Comes out June 3rd. Really? Um, I can tell by the trailer that they're making fun of. Uh, it's hard to say without spoiling it. Never mind. They okay. they take shots at the left and the right in this show, in okay. surprising in surprising ways. Um, and there's like okay. one side versus another in this trailer. It looks like. Interesting. Um, neither neither of which. Let's just say there's a character, both characters are very murderous, but there's a character that, like, sort of represents, like, the MAGA crowd. And then there's Ah. one that represents, like, there's a character in the show that's clearly, she's a congresswoman, like a young congresswoman. Oh, okay. Like, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, so, okay.
0: There's an AOC
1: equivalent. Exactly. Um, And it's not, like, good versus evil. I think it's just, like... I don't know. I I don't want to comment on it before it comes out, but that seems like where they're going based on the end of season two. If you watch it, you know what I'm talking about, but okay, it looks fun. I don't know what to say. It I, had a lot of I, don't,
0: I don't hate the idea of the boys. I just... You know,
1: I don't know. It's my most... Like, one that I surprisingly like the most, you know, based on hearing so many bad things about the book. Of course. I was not anticipating this show at all, and I was like, oh, it's actually good, but... um. Well, I know people really do love the book, though. I know. But I've heard that there's things that you need to overlook in the book. Oh, which yeah. It's, it's, I a, probably they, wouldn't be able to. Um, and I think the show probably does a better job with that without it. Is um,
0: Grant Morrison, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, no, I'm sorry. It's not. It's Garth Ennis. No, Dennis. it's, um, Garth yeah, Ennis. Yeah, that makes worse. way more sense. Oh, yeah. Grant Morrison wouldn't
1: do that. Yeah.
0: Grant Morrison is more respectful than that. Garth Ennis, uh, yeah. He's, a. Uh,
1: some things maybe thing. seem dark for the sake of being dark, but... Um,
0: yeah, just edgy for the sake of being edgy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This show is... I, I don't want to say this show is not an Edgelord show. It very much is, but um, maybe in a more tasteful way. I don't know. Um, okay. Interesting. we also got the trailer, Michael, in front of Doctor Strange, <gasps> Multiverse of Madness, the one that you've been waiting for I, for I, 10 yeah. years. Um, we, we did get it. More than 10 years. Like twelve been, years, something like that. It's a long time. I think it a came out time. in two thousand nine. Uh, I don't know; wow. I could be wrong. Um, Avatar: The Way of the Water. Otherwise, not, it was Avatar two, um, the James Cameron movie. We got a trailer. It was very much a teaser. I feel like because it was just like scenes, no yeah, story no, elements at no all, no concrete story. Um, they did press screenings for this, but you know, right? We didn't. We didn't go. But uh, what did you think of the trailer?
0: You know what, Dylan. It was good. It was cool, and I'm anno- cool. I'm annoyed because, like, you know, I get. I, I've been talking all this crap for so long about Avatar and James Cameron and whatever, but I loved that movie when it came out.
1: And okay, I'm glad you feel that way.
0: Like, I love that movie when it came out. I'm just kind of over like how up his own butt he is about how he's you know, how great Avatar is and it's going to be the best thing all, of all time. Blah, blah, blah. That being said, yeah. the trailer is awesome.
1: I mean, it's, it looks really beautiful.
0: It's visually stunning. Who kn- Story, who knows?
1: Well, there's no, um, yeah, there's nothing to critique yeah, yet but based on story.
0: It looked really cool, which is honestly why you went to go see the first Avatar movie, right? Because like, it looked awesome.
1: I'm going to. I know I've like lightly defended Avatar on this show um and like i don't know i don't want to get canceled (laughs) oh because i'm not an avatar fan you know i haven't seen it since the era in which it came out you know right i'm not like a stan or anything like that but i just i'm tired of like i feel like online every time avatar gets brought up everyone like regurgitates the same couple uh criticisms they heard on reddit or twitter you know what i mean which Uh is like oh it's just pocahontas or Um, The story sucked, you know, which is like, you like lots of action movies where the story isn't that good. You know what I mean? And, um, or like it had no cultural significance, which is like, it's the number one highest grossing movie of all time. First of all. Yeah. Um, relax. Like, I don't know what we're judging cultural significance on. If it's like what girls dress up as for Halloween. And I mean, if that's the case, then Suicide Squad is the most culturally significant movie of all time. Uh, you know, um,
0: but i mean it it is like i mean it it's even important to the history of cinema not even just from a box office standpoint it ushered in that whole 3d trend which was the a trend, big trend and, for a long time and the technology
1: and fully animated characters you're a lot of your characters like the hulk would still look like ps2 characters you know with without some of the advancements right. that were made here like
0: it's an I important James Cameron
1: like obviously seems like a horrible person and uh, I wouldn't want to hang out with him, but he is allowed a bunch of money or given a bunch of money because he gives results, you know? So he has the resources to make um, like the next step in technology. You know, he could take 10 years to make his sequel. You know what I mean? Right. He, so he maybe under- it's not even, yeah. he understands like what makes a high, high grossing movie and what like it's, people want to see in a spectacle. And, as far as the story, I'm sure this one won't be that great either. The first one, like everyone's like, oh, it's just Pocahontas, but in space. But like, I'm not sure if Pocahontas is your only touchstone for like the theme of like colonization, you know? But that's like a thing it that's is. been in history for since like, you know, since the beginning. So I wouldn't say it's like exactly just Pocahontas, but I don't know. I- I'll defend this movie. I'm excited to see it. Uh, you know, I wasn't until I saw the trailer
0: and then I forgot. That I that I forgot my hater tendencies and
1: I'm into it. Looks good. Sign me up. But you, but you know what I mean about like the talking points. Like I don't well, know if of you course. hear them too, but I get the same couple criticisms every time Avatar is brought up. when I'm like, I just want like an original criticism from someone. I would I would be more open I, to that.
0: I'd <laughs> like to rewatch it. I haven't re. I completely agree with you. And I think I mean I'm sure I could find one if I go watch the movie. I haven't seen it in yeah i have no idea how long
1: i haven't seen it in a decade at least
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i don't i'm 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 sure the tech doesn't hold up as well but i don't know maybe it does
1: i don't know yeah i'd have to rewatch it i know it's getting remastered and re-released in theaters this summer is it um so i'll probably watch it that, that'll probably be my time to watch it because okay. i think the 3d ness of it <laughs> Yeah. To watch it. i don't have a 3d tv no one does now um but we'll see can I this don't still know. make those can you still get a 3d tv i don't know remember that remember that fad that I, gimmick? I had i
0: had uh, a friend that was really into the 3d tv and i'm like man i don't know i don't know if that's gonna work out but yeah you know? and then uh, it didn't
1: no it didn't i mean it did for a while thanks to james cameron i guess but right are you going to see this in 3D, Michael, or in uh, 2D? I'm on the fence about it myself.
0: So, as a as a okay, I'll put the hater glasses back on. Um, I'm over 3D. I don't care. However, Same. however, this is the director and franchise that pioneered it.
1: So. If there's supposed to be a bunch of like pioneering technology in 3D and like that's the way it's meant to be seen. So I'm thinking maybe it in it and... 3D, but I don't, I'm not happy about it.
0: Okay. I'm annoyed about it, but I'll do it. <laughs>
1: I need your 3D clip ons. Uh, oh, they're, they're
0: so nice. <laughs> that's to, to, what I need. Just go right, right
1: here in the bridge of your glasses. Just, I need to prepare in that way because I'm not getting contacts for Avatar.
0: We have to look like we're all about the 3D cinema where we pop on our little Avatar
1: glasses. Oh, I, I am all about it. Bet. Okay. We got one more trailer to talk about, Michael. Do we? She Hulk. It just came out like an hour ago. So we're it did. we're we're yeah, actually we're on, early for the, once. Yeah, right. We're actually on brand this time. The uh upfronts are happening now, which is where everyone brings their television um offerings and previews them. It's kind of like Comic Con for TV, you know. Uh huh. Um, or it's just like, you know, presented to investors and stuff. But uh, Marvel's or Disney's big offering was... Uh, they didn't have much to show for Star Wars, but they talked about it. Um, nothing really new. Um, but well, they I imagine have, we'll uh, get some stuff at Celebration in two weeks. Maybe. I don't know. Because they have Obi-Wan coming out. But after that, there's not much else like hmm. filmed and ready to have a trailer. So maybe I they'll reveal some information, but... Nowadays, if you don't have a trailer, you have nothing. I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't disagree
0: because I mean, what that's what a, that's how that's how we are. It's like, well, whatever. Those, those movies are all theoretical until
1: it's kind of know. like that. Yeah. Um, But there was a She-Hulk full trailer. We've seen little glimpses before in other sizzle reels, but it's uh we, we got a new title. It's called She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which I love. Yes, I think it's better than just calling it She-Hulk. And then we got a release date, which is August 17th. Very soon. That feels like something I can anticipate, you know? Like if it's the summer it's soon to me. Right. Um, but yeah, we got a full like minute 47 trailer. What do you think?
0: Um, I thought it was good. I, d- I wasn't like blown away or anything, but I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, I haven't been blown away by any of the Disney Plus trailers. I will say that. I feel like they hold too much back. Yeah. Which is weird because I always say that trailers show too much but well, maybe they don't. I'm already invested. But... I,
0: I I thought the humor was a little weird in the trailer. I don't know if that's just me. I haven't I haven't said this out loud to anybody. I watched the t- the trailer by myself, and now we're okay. recording. So like I don't I'm for I'm formulating this thought as we speak. The humor was rubbed me kind of weird. I don't know. It felt kind of okay. dated, like some of the jokes. But again, it was. It felt like a uh to make a further dated reference. It felt like an Ally McBeal esque uh, comedy, which is to say a 20 year old yeah based sitcom which i guess that's where my, i'm drawing my parallels this is a, it's a lawyer based sitcom
1: so i could see that yeah it did i always struggle because i almost never laugh at jokes in trailers i feel like they're very like disjointed and right they can't they can't have a setup and the timing is never right so i'm a little biased i would i agree with you but in the sense i would always think that i think Okay. Um I don't remember the last time I left at a trailer, but uh it did it did have like a certain feel to it, which I appreciated. It seemed very different again from the rest of the CW things, you know. Yeah. Um it fe it had we got to see like full on she Hulk, which I thought was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm surprised I'm that we we're got not to see that in the trailer. Yeah, I'm glad we're not hiding that. Um we got Bruce Banner, uh we got a quick look at Abomination. Um yes, we did. But I thought I will. Okay. My biggest complaint. I thought the humor was okay. It it looks um a little bit dated. I agree, but it looks a little rom-commy, which isn't everyone's cup of tea, you know? Right. Like there's Tinder, there's her going on dates. There's like uh, it seems a little um, like it's written and directed by women, you know? It seems like uh-huh. something that may not be a cup of tea for every Disney plot. Like Moon Knight dude you know like sure just to like it it, I think the more Disney uh diverges from the regular formula the the more you divide the audience so I think that might be happening here not sure though but I
0: I mean I'm still into it and I think I mean and I like Ellie
1: McBeal I'm not
0: saying like I thought that was a good show at the time um it just felt a little dated and I'm definitely not anti-rom-com I think that I think the more you diversify superhero content uh the more longevity you'll get out of it
1: well even if you do see it and it's not for you or if i see it and it's not for me it might be like a multiverse of Madness thing where i appreciate that they let sam raimi do his thing you know i like right. i appreciate the fact that he had got creative freedom uh creative uh freedom but it's not for me some of the raininess of it you know right so it's not inherently bad if it's just like a tone that Maybe isn't your fave, you know. That might be the situation for me here. I'm not sure, but she looked. My one complaint that wasn't the complaint. <laughs> it was okay. complaining, but it wasn't. I thought she looked a wow. little, a little polar expressy. Uh, I,
0: I did too. I also thought Hulk. I mean, Hulk looks bad too. I thought.
1: I thought he looked better than her. Did he? Um, maybe because they've had more time to like perfect mark ruffalo's uh, design and sure. model you know i guess they can just copy paste him anywhere right <laughs> yeah but uh i wasn't thrilled with what how she looked but you have to remember the the circumstances where i think as you look at something longer you get used to it you know and we're yeah. just in, in a trailer is the worst place to like debut a fully animated Person, because we're like, oh, it's that, and then oh, we're back to a person. Like, oh no, there's, there it is again. You know, it's like, I don't think it's the right uh environment to get used to a okay, uh fully CGI creature. You know, right? I agree. That um, being said, they look great in Avatar, but that's a you know, multi-billion-dollar budget blockbuster right. <laughs> this film. Been the, you in know, the works for. This is Disney, uh, uh, so they have the money, but. I'm hoping this is a trailer. You know, we have a we have a few months to go. They could polish it up a little bit more.
0: I mean, I don't know how much better it's going to look, but I, I think
1: the hair looks pretty bad for me. I know it's a weird yeah. complaint, but it's got that like weightless uh star R- game hair. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like heavenly sword. Yes. Oh, <laughs> God. That's
0: a reference. Okay. He's
1: got heavenly sword hair. Um gross. I'm sure after like five minutes with her, I'll be used to it in the show, and it won't bother me. You know, but, but in the trailer it did. Based on the trailer, it's like, ugh, she looks not that good. Uh, I mean, but I I'm glad it's, that it's, she's a big CGI woman, like she's supposed to be. You know,
0: th- yes, that is cool. But um, I guess like, you know that that is the 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 quality difference that we have to continually get adjusted to uh, on Disney Plus projects versus. Uh, big screen projects you know clearly there is a budgetary difference right
1: yeah so um we haven't seen a animated creature look great in disney plus before no. and even in the movies like hulk looked bad when he came out i know that was a long time ago but i think part of why he looked so good is because they had 12 years to mess with it you know to make
0: him better exactly but um I, that that That's all I remains, that, that remains to be seen we'll, we, we'll, we'll check back in I'm sure with the, the later trailers But uh, let's hear About that live sale
1: I bet you didn't know that we host A weekly live streaming comic sale Dust off your old Facebook account Or borrow your grandma's login Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9pm Central Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store On Facebook meaning we're better than everyone else it also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag Adam.
0: And we are back. Dylan, do you have any other events to add to the to the massive list of events that you've been having all month?
1: There's a few in the works, but no, oh, nothing. Wow. Just a killer live sale tonight. Excellent. I can't wait. Um,
0: I, I see all the, I saw I saw your uh, first appearance of Black Bolt
1: on the- First Black Bolt. Do you like that post? I like I the post. Good. I like my caption. That's pretty good. The yeah. caption's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. We've got a first um, werewolf by night tonight also. Do you might be a Disney Plus Halloween special soon? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you got to stay tuned to find out, huh?
0: All right. So uh, before we get to my news, uh, we're gonna do our picks of the week. I'm gonna go first, and I am going to pick a game, surprising no one. I Whoa. am picking a new, um, well, kind of new. So it was on Kickstarter last year, but it just hit retail this week. Um, the new Chronicles of Darkness game, Deviant the Renegades. Um, so it is in the same vein as. Uh, all the Chronicles of Darkness games, uh, Vampire the Requiem, Werewolf the Forsaken, Mage the Ascension, or no, Mage the Awakening, and on and on. Um, it is a, the first time that, well, not the first time, but it is it is a new one that they're doing where it's not an adaptation of an old World of Darkness game, uh, it's its own line. You play as humans uh, who were remade capital r remade that's who you play as you play as the remade uh so basically uh you've been experimented upon and made something more than human um so huh. it's frankenstein's patient zeros whatever and so you're getting revenge on those that um did this to you look so really it's a really interesting book uh i gave it a read through um this past week or this week yesterday actually um, and i'm really enjoying it so far so come check that out at all locations
1: that sounds cool. Yes. Um, I have a comic. It's called Marvel Voices Identity number one. This is the second version of this. I guess they're gonna keep this going. Um, this one is featuring Asian American and Pacific Islander, uh, all creators and characters. So nice. characters like Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi, Wong, Mantis. Um, and it's like vignettes or you know, an anthology of of uh all those characters and a bunch of different creators. Um, but it seems pretty cool. I've liked all these so far, so
0: yeah, they've all been really cool, and they all have, like, uniformly awesome covers, like, throughout.
1: They do, Like, yeah. all these
0: Marvel Voices titles have great covers. Um, but anyway, those, that's our picks of the week. Let's get to my news. Um, I don't have a ton, um, but I have two bits of wrestling news this week. And the first one is a bit of a weird one. So, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, is planning to launch his own wrestling promotion. I don't know if you have seen this. Um no. Yes, he, and it's not a meme. Uh, He also (laughs) hosts a podcast called Wrestling with Freddie because he's a big wrestling fan, which I also didn't know. Uh, I I don't really listen to any wrestling podcasts. um, But um, the quotes on this, so he's planning on starting a wrestling promotion that is going to be SAG supported. Uh, (laughs) So you'll have to, so I'll I'll read you the quote. Yeah. Um, I plan on having this thing up and running in about 18 months. That's my plan. Uh, there's a way for me to get it done sooner, but it requires me going to Australia for three months and leaving my family. I'm not a big fan of doing that regardless of how kind of, how kind and respectful the studio is unless blah, blah, blah. Um, I doubt I'll have a TV contract right away. It's very difficult to maintain ownership and get a TV deal in the beginning like that. If you're established, then they can come in and license and buy a portion or whatever, but you're still in control. Um, I think I want to start it as a two-hour show. I want my storylines based in reality, and I want to give uh, women and men equal time on the roster. Then the, goal of the, then the goal is to bring the show to television, and I want it to be a SAG show. But that means I want it to be a union show, which would mean that each and every single of my wrestlers would be a member of the Screen Actors Guild and entitled to all the insurance, medical benefits, and retirement plans that entails, which is exciting. Um, now, I mean, starting a wrestling promotion uh, from nothing is a lot of work. Um, I mean, AEW most recently has seen a great amount of success with that. They started from zero four years ago and are, or however many years ago it was, uh, and are doing great and killing it, but they also have a lot of money behind them. They have the mm-hmm. guy, the family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars and, a uh, some team, some English premier league soccer team, you know, they've, they've got a lot of money. Um, so anyway, Um, Freddie Prince has also previously worked for WWE as a writer. So, which is interesting. Um, so we'll see what comes of, comes of this, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. If it brings change to the industry, because wrestlers are typically independent contractors and therefore not required to have insurance and they're not unionized. So this could be a pretty good thing for the wrestling industry as a whole, whether or not this promotion lasts around lasts for a long time, but I will definitely Mm -hmm. Keep you updated as we learn more about the FP PW. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what he's calling it. Freddie Prince Pro Wrestling, obviously. Um, okay. Uh, other crazy wrestling news. Oh, Ric Flair has been seen on social media training with Jay Lethal, who is a uh, another wrestler who's very talented, um, who is also known for doing a very famously uh, for doing a very good Ric Flair impression. And people were speculating as to what this means. Well, wonder no more. Ric Flair is going to have his quote unquote last match again. Um, he is a reminder. He's 73. Um, <laughs> he's going to have his last match uh-huh. uh, on July 31st uh, at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, this is not under any specific promotion. It is just a, an, an independent wrestling show. Um, so what I'm, what I'm hearing is there's a promoter out there with a lot of money who paid Ric Flair to come out of retirement and to do one more match. Um, right now it is appearing that he's going to be doing a, Ric Flair still like shows up at wrestling stuff. He's showed up in AAA in Mexico city with his, uh, son-in-law who works over there. Uh, he's been an on-screen character there. Um, and on and on. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he is going to be in a six-man tag against his longtime rival Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which is very exciting for me because I loved Ricky the Dragon Steamboat when I was a kid. I also didn't know he was still alive, so I don't, I don't know about all this. Uh, it's going to be a six-man tag where it's a uh, uh, it looks like Ric Flair and FTR, a current young tag team, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Rock and Roll Express, which is a group of sixty-year-old men. So I don't. I don't. This is this is a crazy story. I'll keep you posted as it develops. I don't know if this is a good idea for Ric Flair to be wrestling at the age of seventy three. Um, uh-huh. It's probably not, um, but I can't imagine he's going to take too many big bumps. You know. Hopefully but, not. I don't know, but like, is that is that at all like? You, so you're not a wrestling fan at all, Dylan. But like, I, I, there's not really like a, an, like an entertainment equivalent to this. Like, you don't have the movie star coming up for one last movie.
1: Well, the, the thing that it reminded me of is how Cher did like three farewell tours. Oh yeah, um, she never really left. She just keeps doing them. You know, it kind of reminds right. me of that. Like this is the last one, farewell. Yeah. Like yeah, okay. R- Rick Flair, back, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Ric Flair has had many last matches. Um. <laughs> yeah. The the first one was with Shawn Michaels in I think. Oh, boy, I want to say 2012, 2008, 2008 was his first last match. So a full on over a decade ago. But anyway, so we'll keep you posted as this uh, develops. So we do have some Doctor Who news. So first of all, (gasps) um, the speculation is over. Um, We have our new Doctor Who.
1: And it's no one people were guessing. I know.
0: As every, every single time. time. Why do people guess? Why do people guess? I like, oh, know. it's gonna be Christopher Eccleston coming back. Come on. It's gonna be so-and-so. You've mm-hmm. never nobody ever guesses. It's all you're always wrong. Um, and it's going to it's an actor from a show called Sex Education that I've I never love seen. that show. It's so okay. good. Uh, and his name is Shuti Gatwa. Uh, he's a Scottish actor, and I don't know him. Is
1: he good? <laughs> is he good? He's really good. He's a standout, he's my favorite character from that show okay um he's really charismatic uh you should watch this show it's on it's on netflix there's a few seasons it's a uh, jillian anderson but it um
0: i can't tell from the still photos how old is he like is he like young 20s or is he like
1: i think he's like mid 20s the show there in high school so okay so he's got to be he's like, not old okay got
0: it oh he was he's 29 uh, he was
1: born oh, okay. in, he was born in 1992 he's look. he looks a little bit younger than that to me yeah. but um this is gonna get me to watch it, Michael. Is it? Because yeah, I really like him. So, if, so mission I'm a, accomplished. I'm if gonna that's what they were going I'm gonna for.
0: out myself as uh, I haven't really kept up with Doctor Who because uh, I sort of fell off of it um, during the Peter Capaldi run, and I didn't pick it back up with Jodie Whittaker, and I for no, no reason other than I just didn't. <laughs> Um, but now, sure. I kinda, yeah, sure. Well, you know that, <laughs> that, and, you know, she's a woman, so I can't watch yeah. doctor who, um, doctor means man. <laughs> woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, no, th- I actually want to go back and pick back up and I probably have, we'll have to start the Capaldi stuff over again, just to get caught Ugh. up. Although, okay, although that's what
1: makes me not want to do it. I'm like, although, where do I
0: start? Dylan? I think you can probably just start from zero, start from, um with him. start with him why not okay i'm, I'm gonna I mean, try lots of people have done that with various doctors like i'm and once once a, f- a few episodes are out people will have like lists of go back and watch this one this one this one this one and you know quick little guides to no. get caught up no you, you don't need I to i did that
1: I, I looked it up on the internet everyone said start with the what season was it well the one with the malekith actor
0: <laughs> yeah christopher eccleston the ninth doctor
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I started with that, and uh, boy, th- that
0: that is like okay. Look, I love, I love it. I love Doctor Who, but those are
1: rough. It and he t- was only it, on one season, right?
0: It was on one season. David attended I watched three. that
1: whole season. Did and you? I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I didn't. The, I didn't enjoy it. I, there were episodes, that's where everyone said to start.
0: There's episodes in there that I really like, but it it's definitely monster of the week with low budget. You know, uh there's there's some good character building in there i like uh whatever anyway i'm not like the her one review. lady
1: the one the skin the skin lady she was my favorite. Uh, cassandra she's the best yeah cassandra is my favorite she and shows
0: back up later in, in david tennant's season moisturize
1: me i thought oh. about starting with the jody what was her name jody, jody whitaker yeah i thought about starting with her season but then i it seemed like that was like very much a continuation and you couldn't they all jump in there
0: Doctor Who used to be, like, back in the 70s, more of a monster of the week. And you can just pick it up and watch whenever and know in any real order. Um, but uh, post Christopher Eccleston, uh, starting with David Tennant, they really uh, made more of a through line through everything. Um, yeah. But speaking of David Tennant, we also did learn that Doctor, uh, <laughs> Dr. Tennant, that David Tennant and Catherine Tate are going to return in the season of Doctor Who David Tennant being the 10th Doctor Catherine Tate being one of his companions in his final being the companion in the final season and she is fantastic we all love Donna in this house um so this is very exciting um i, I this is like the world's favorite doctor i feel like david tennant um it is universally accepted as the thing really? that they made doctor who explode yeah he was the he was the doctor when well, I mean, if you're not counting old stuff, if you're counting, you know, new who, which is Eccleston, uh, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi, Whitaker, and
1: now Gatwa, um, I mean, David, you, David Tennant is like the be all end all. You definitely have a better read on the Doctor Who fandom. But from like my specific circle of the Internet, there's a lot of Matt Smith fangirls and like he's got a very strong fandom, oh, too. You know, I mean, his I era. Pro-
0: Matt, Matt Smith is my favorite. I love Matt Smith, but David Tennant is the, where the explosion started in in America.
1: Interesting. Um, okay,
0: that that's how I got introduced to Doctor Who was in the David Ten, David Tennant era. Other than like random episodes on PBS when I was a kid, you know that doesn't count. Um, but either way, um, they are both coming back to play the Doctor and Donna Noble. So we don't know much about that at first. Um, but the showrunner for Doctor Who, the returning Russell T Davies, who run who ran. David Tennant, and Christopher Eccleston seasons, Oh, says um, well, he's got a budget now, okay? So okay, um, okay. Um, it looks impossible. First, we announce a new doctor, then an old doctor, along with a wonderful Donna. What on earth is happening? Maybe this is a missing story, or a parallel world, or a dream, or a trick, or a flashback. The only thing I can confirm that is going to be spectacular, as two of our guest stars will unite for the battle of a lifetime. Um, now, you would miss out on a lot, Dylan, on that. On that. Like, I'm sure if David Tennant and Donna come back or Catherine Tate come back, all of that will be over your head, but whatever. Yep. Um, They also have a new casting announcement for interesting casting announcement here. So they, they have a new character named Rose um, who is uh, played by a trans actor, Yasmin Finney, who is from the Netflix show heartstopper, which I also have not seen. Um, I've been
1: pushing that on this pod. It's really good. Okay, and she's really great in it.
0: Okay, so she's going to be playing Rose, which is very interesting. is not already know why? a character. Yes, yes it is. It's I played know by Rose by Billy Piper. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um, maybe has something to do with David Tennant's return. Who knows? Um, but either way, so I'm glad to hear that um, she's a good actress and that you like her. So good. So lots of exciting for Who news.
1: I wish there was just a way to make it more accessible, like. I know it seems so scary. The premise of the show doesn't allow for that though you know like him being the same character throughout like it can't be like a different doctor ever. I guess they did Torchwood right a different time
0: lord. Well Torchwood wasn't even Uh the doctor it was like humans that are that know the doctor basically Um, there are other time lords but the whole premise is that there are no other time lords and he's the last one
1: and then yeah, that's randomly... what I mean the premise doesn't allow for like a reset.
0: <laughs> I know. It's sort of they sort of wrote themselves into a corner in the 60s and never wrote themselves out of it. Um, but anyway, uh to get to these last trailers that I have, we got uh we got a teaser, two different teaser trailers for the new Resident Evil uh live action TV series on Netflix. Um we have uh two like minute-long teasers. Well, the the video is a minute long, but there's a bunch of credits in the front and the back, so it's really like 35 seconds. Um, what did you think of these,
1: Dylan? Uh, for Prey, there was almost nothing oh. to see. Oh no, no, for oh, Resident Evil. Oh, you said two. Okay, so
0: oh, there's two. There's two clips for Resident Evil. I don't know if you saw them both.
1: Oh, I only saw the trailer. Like the it was like a, a minute long. Yeah, yeah. there's I, two. I didn't there, see
0: the other. There's a, there's teaser one and teaser two.
1: Okay, well I saw one of them. Okay, um, it was.
0: Uh, it's probably. The, it looked, it's the good one, probably the one that you saw. There's a good one and a okay one.
1: Why are they why did they do two at once? I, was, I don't
0: I don't know. Okay.
1: Anyway, I saw the the first one and um I thought it looked really good actually. I did I, too. I, I, I like Resident Evil a lot. I hated the last movie, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I think there's a little bit of a repair they need to do to the to the brand, but it I like that it's like uh different from the regular Resident Evil lore, kind of like how the yes. Mila Jovovich movies were, were different for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like that it's not, like, um, shackled by any, like, characters or lore Continuity or anything, it seems like. yeah. The Wesker's so, not going to show up. And beyond that, the aesthetics looked really good. It looked like it was, like, a little bit more elevated than the Resident it Evil does. we're used to. So, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, the, the, the second teaser, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything Dylan said. I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. The second teaser shows um, a boardroom of people at Umbrella talking about this new pill that they're developing uh, that cures OCD, anxiety, depression, blah, 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 you know, this miracle drug, but it has the T virus in it and it has Mm -hmm. the potential to create monsters. And then they cut to show a bunch of zombies, zombie dogs, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the, the evil executive lady says, well, I guess we know what we're putting on the warning label then. And then, yeah, it looks good. It does. I I'm into it. I think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's gonna be good. You never um, know
1: with Netflix, though. Yeah, man, know. you
0: really don't. You really don't. You <laughs> used to be able to trust it, but you can't anymore. Um, then we got a teaser for the predator prequel Prey, P-R-E-Y. Um, and it looks fine. I know we've been reporting on it for a while, or we saw a poster a while ago. Um, this is coming to Hulu direct to Hulu in August, so that's already not the best sign. Mm-hmm um uh, speaking of uh direct to things it's like i don't know if you've seen the Firestarter reactions i'm glad we chose to not review that one
1: we called that based on the trailers pretty much we yeah like, that looks not good maybe
0: yeah it's like a 13 of rotten tomatoes but um so and that again that was straight to peacock also in theaters but this is going to be straight to hulu on august 5th um and it's fine it, it i'm okay okay i don't want to that Sounds mean, it, it looks okay. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is
1: love a, that movie, yeah. which is
0: very promising. Um, which is and it's written by Patrick Azon, who wrote Wayward Pines and Treadstone, which I have not seen. Um, okay. but I don't know. Um, I, I do have, I don't know, I, I feel like you this movie might run into like the problematic magical native american tropes that like a, a lot of these mm. movies can have like that just step on native american culture and it's
1: eyebrow raising you never that's it's a, some tricky waters to navigate you know right to do yeah. it in a respectful way um right i is think it- the only way to do it is to bring on talent that are part of that community you know kind of like the echo show right or... well i
0: think i think the actors um are native are native actors so that's a plus but i don't know uh it's like the the that's the bare minimum the sta-
1: yeah it's like yeah hiring someone but i'll say the vibes I, I guess representation's and, good
0: right the vibes and the energy of the trailer are good like you don't see a yeah. creditor but you see the dots and you see the the glimmer of the the stealth camo um and it, there's tension immediately in the trailer. So, um, if it's just a survival
1: pick, I'll I'll watch it. You know,
0: um, I'm I'm kind of interested. So
1: I guess we'll just. I'm have intrigued. To, I would be more yeah. intrigued if it was coming to theaters, but yeah, the vibe, like you said, the vibes are good. Um, the, it was like I you'd have to see it. It's so short. There's not a lot to go on to talk about the story yeah. or yeah, anything we have else. no idea. It's about basically. The story. It's basically like a few shots from one scene of the movie. It looked like, Um, but I'm, I'm curious. Let's just say that. I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: uh, we'll see, but we'll, we'll, we'll stay tuned to that. Uh, But uh, let's hear about these, uh, these tabletop events. Now it's time for me to give you a rundown on all of the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of May. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm to around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play. You can join in this month on May 13th and May 27th. For RPG Day this month, we are playing Delta Green. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, either call the Clearlick location or send Michael a private message. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we all get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels. Saturday, May 21st, our Clear Lake location will be hosting a freestyle painting event where you can paint any mini in the store. We can't wait to see what you create. We'll see you at the game table. And we are back, and I have a quick addendum to those events that you just heard. Um, Unfortunately, we did have to cancel our paint night this Saturday. We had... uh, a scheduling emergency and we had to move some stuff around. So uh, we are not able to host that event this week. Um, And also Delta green next Saturday, the 28th is fully booked. Uh, Thank you for everybody that signed up. So, uh, but come by and maybe you can watch, you can check out uh, the people playing the game of cosmic horror. Uh, One of my most favorite RPGs is Delta green. So uh, make sure you come by and check out all the fun, but so we missed out on reviewing moon Knight last week because dr strange and the multiverse of madness came out but we're here to talk about moon Knight in its entirety not specifically episode six but just moon Knight as a whole um dylan what do you think
1: um so i know there were some we, we've reviewed you we've know, reviewed episodes all, one through five yeah one through five as you said and there was some nervousness about the them pulling off the finale sticking the landing if you will uh-huh. um But which I think informs the rest of the show because I think the way you leave it, same with movies, is like the way a lot of people remember it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But I thought they did a really good job in the finale. I I, I I thought it was like one of the best MCU Disney Plus finales yet because it tied up all the loose threads that I wanted it to. We got some cool action and um, definitely leveled up some characters. So I, I wasn't like wanting more from the finale at all
0: i i agree i really i really enjoyed the finale i thought that um this is one of the smarter uh disney plus shows that i've seen so far i felt like um they treated the mental illness aspect uh very respectfully and well and it wasn't like funny um or the butt of jokes i i i really don't have any complaints about it um i like the Moon Knight costume i think we got to see it just enough um I yeah I, I, I really dug it. Um, I I was I, again. So spoilers for Doctor Strange. Um, I was really hoping that the the timeline of this uh con, con, would coincide and we would see a little bit of Mooney in Doctor Strange too. But alas, that did not happen. Would have been nice. Yeah. Um. So, our what do we? How do you feel about the uh, what, what was her name? The the Scarlet Scarab,
1: Layla. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought she was pretty neat. I liked I liked I thought... her her costume.
1: Yeah, I thought, and we talked about in the first few episodes overall, how she kind of had nothing to do. She just followed uh-huh. him around a bit, you know? But I thought they did a good job of weaving her into the main story with the stuff with her father and um, you know, her romantic link to Mark and ultimately her leveling up as like her own protector or hero, you know, at the end. Uh-huh. Um, which I think it's very easy to mess it up and make it like, like not earned and very corny, you know? Like like Morbius or something, you know. Right. Um, but I think this one did it really well. I thought her costume was really cool. I liked the way the wings worked. It was very uh, Falcon, you know. Yes. Um, it ended up being very much like a partnership. The the show, not only between like Mark and Stephen, but also like Layla being folded into it, which I really liked. I thought it was really good. It be it was more than what I was expecting for the show. And uh, to speak to your point about the mental illness, I thought they I thought they handled it like as perfectly as they could, and that at the end they painted it as like, um, like a benefit. You know, like that's right. a superpower. You know, like having someone that you can always like work with. You know, was like yeah, what is his strength? You know, and I really liked the action where they were switching back and forth really quickly. I thought that was so cool. I, I know that's that, not dude. that's not a comic thing, but I really liked it in the show. I feel like it should be a comic thing. You know? I mean,
0: I do. I mean, I, I mean, Moon Knight's done that not necessarily between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, but like in that, in that run where he, it thinks he is cap Spider-Man and Wolverine. He's every panel switching between all of those identities, beating people up in a nightclub and then switching back to Moon Knight, you know, like they've used that idea in Moon Knight comics before. And I think, I don't know. It's cool. The execution
1: was really good though.
0: Very good. Um, And I thought it was, um, it was dark which was really helped because some of the CG effects are not excellent, but dark darkness definitely helps. Um
1: Yeah, like, they leaned into like the big CGI fight being like in the background, like uh-huh. a little blurry. Like that was like the the set for what was happening, which right. I appreciated. It didn't. I didn't need to see the whole thing like yeah. nitty gritty up close of that. It, it didn't interest me.
0: C- CGI <laughs> characters battling it out really doesn't melt my. It was a little
1: Godzilla much. Kong, you know, like. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, oh, it feels like, like I'm watching there. a video game. Um, yeah, they looked pretty weightless. They didn't look great, but um, exactly,
0: it wasn't the focus, so it was okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, how do you feel um, Ethan Hawke was in the show? Do you think he... Um, I, I, I,
1: go ahead. I gotta say, I feel like he was wasted a little bit. I, Not wasted in the sense that like it was a terrible character, but I was like, why did you hire Ethan Hawke for this? Like, I feel like anyone could have done this role he had no big like even like cool monologue you know
0: there's not like a a greater he's not sticking around for future seasons if there are future seasons
1: you know we haven't had this like prestige level actor as an mcu villain on disney plus yet so it's like i was expecting more maybe just for that reason you know sure
0: you're expecting more like a low-key scenario where you get somebody
1: who's going to Even if he doesn't stick around, I thought he would have more, more to do. I thought it would be more a more colorful role, you know, like more like bigger highs and like lower lows, like a big animated performance.
0: He wasn't that. He wasn't really three dimensional, and but I don't think that's Hawk's fault. I think that's the that's on the page, you know. I think um, Harrow, just I don't know. He had he had bad guy motivations and. He's
1: very mellow and chill all the time, you know, which yeah. is like, I don't know. E- I think Ethan Hawke can pull off like the big, like campy performance, you know, or he probably uh-huh. could. I don't know. He was more, he, I don't know. He played a bigger character and like first performed, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like Disney Marvel. Like, come on, like ham it up. It's Ethan do, Hawke. Do you,
0: you know? ha- do you have a favorite Ethan Hawke performance? Oh, it's that putting you completely on the spot. Um, I'll give you mine. Um, it's from a film with Sally Hawkins, who is also phenomenal. A film called Maudie um, about a Nova Scotia uh, artist named Maud something. Maud Lewis, I think. Um, and he is, he is her husband in that. And it is phenomenal. And Ethan Hawke and Sally Hawkins are incredible in that movie. Um, if you've never seen it, I fully recommend Maudie. It's from 2016. Um, okay. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, it's, no, I haven't. Oh, man. It's incredible. I mean, I love Sally Hawkins, dude. She's so good. And not just because she has my yeah. last name.
1: <laughs> She's my um fan. I don't know what my favorite is. The Before trilogy is really good. Like the before, you know, like the three indie rom or romantic movies that tie together. It is not, nothing like that's ever been done before. I mean, it's really True. good in those. But I like him a lot in this random sci-fi movie that no one's seen called Predestination. Oh, I've never even heard of that. It's a time travel movie. It's a sci-fi one, but it's it's really. Twenty fourteen, man. Is okay, it, is it excellent? I don't want to say it's excellent, but I really it's, enjoyed it.
0: But it's, it's free like on eighty four on
1: Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so it's free on Tubi. Watch it on Tubi. It's actually a really good movie, and it it's like one of they use time travel really creatively. Um, okay. But I like first performed a lot, even though I already said that. Of but course, I'm looking up his movies now, and like I want to say, my favorite is Valerian, uh, City <laughs> of a Thousand Planets. I never saw that. Were, were you know on our review was. for that? No, I never saw it. Oh man, I saw that
0: in theaters with Lori. What a mm. what a time the movie was.
1: That's the uh, one she. she yeah, to.
0: Th- was or Laurie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, it was one that we saw locally. We saw it at the theater by, next to our, next to our house.
1: Her final movie, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's what
0: killed it. I mean, what it, can you blame her? But anyway, no. Moon Knight. So, um, do we know if we're getting more Moon Knight? Because I really dug Oscar Isaac.
1: As, it seems uh, like we'll get a season two, right? I would think so, right? But with Loki, they did the Loki will return in season two, and they didn't do that this time. So I don't think they've committed to it. But I think if I had to guess, I would say maybe in one of the upcoming Disney Plus shows, like the Werewolf by Night Halloween special thing, that might be a good yeah. spot.
0: Well, it seems like. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it seems like the reaction has been kind of mid to Moon Knight.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say it's tepid for sure. Like no one's too hype about it.
0: But I feel that way.
1: I feel that way. I think I don't think people are hyped for Miss Marvel or Sea Hulk either. Um, True. Maybe the I don't know. It's like the hype train can't keep going forever. You know um that's true and the more uh like i said before She hulk the more bigger swings they take like i would argue that Moon Knight is one too you know um yeah. the more you're limiting your audience of it which is something i'm totally okay with but it's not all falcon and winter soldier you know what i mean right um but i'm personally not too bothered by it because it's disney and marvel and i'm sure a tepid response for marvel is like something everyone else would dream of you know of so course i'm okay with it um keep taking the big swings miss marvel and Sea Hulk look very different from this you know so i hope we get a moon knight season two because there's a lot like these characters that ended on a satisfying note but there's a lot more we could see of them you know
0: absolutely and i i think we will see moon knight again i really hope we do like he's a big enough character that they can't just waste him on one season and then just he's he's done. You know? You don't hire Oscar Isaac for one thing, right?
1: Right. Well, I mean... Maybe you do. Th- maybe you do. I, he should have been a Multiverse of Madness, you're right.
0: But not as been. Moon
1: Knight as his other Marvel characters. As Jake Lockley. No, and Sabanur. Oh. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Stop. Okay, um, well, let's talk about Jake Lockley. What did you think of that after credit? Was that after credits or was just the end of the show? I think it was just
0: the end of the show uh mm, i don't remember either way what do you think of it (laughs) um cool i guess
1: um it meant nothing to me as someone who was not anticipating i knew it was coming because they've been hinting at it throughout the show so it was like deserved as an after credit or end of the or stinger you know but um i have no tether to jay Lockley. it wasn't exciting i i I don't
0: either to me mark mark specter is what i care about um
1: I don't know. The dynamic could be more interesting now because we've gotten to like a good place with Mark and Steven. So like throwing in a third one would like shake things up. I like the idea of doing that.
0: Well, that yeah, that does definitely does set up a season three. Right. So,
1: and he uh, did his own buddy cop season already, but like uh, Oscar Isaac doing his playing his own villain could be pretty cool too. you know, like just give him more and more and more. I
0: I agree. I I agree with that assessment. I think, uh, I think that seeing Jake in the future, would be a good thing and it would add to the add to the dynamic but i hope although honestly i don't know if we're going to get a a moon night season two that is structured in the same way that it's like okay now it's this but plus jake lockley i think it it'll be like teaming up with somebody or
1: i don't know why that why set up the jake lockley thing it seems like something you have to pay off in a solo story but i don't know maybe not
0: well I, i i would assume that it's um a just in case type of a thing, you know, because it's a post-credit so that they can not, not but ignore Marvel it, doesn't but, really do that I oh don't That's think. true. Yeah, you're right. This isn't so, Sony. Well then I would've yeah, well, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I assume that then we will get another one, but who knows? You know, who knows when? But I, either way, I'm very pleased with it. Um I still I think this ranks number two behind one division for me.
1: I don't know. I need to rewatch like I'm so all steeped in the in the weekly watches, like I have a suspicion that if I watched Loki the whole season, I'd like it a lot more. Um, and I feel that way about some of the shows, so I like I, I'm I don't feel like I can rank them right now. But okay, enjoyment level, it's up there. I liked it a lot. Yeah, very cool. Well,
0: that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye everyone. This is Dylan and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.